Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. We're going to do uh, something special today. Um, part one of this series is going to be called The Power of the Invitation. And, and I hope you're taking notes. We always encourage everybody, whether it's you have a journal, uh, whether it's the, you know, the note app in your phone, take notes on what we talk about. Because again, we're talking about what the Bible says. It's going to apply your, to your life. And, uh, and so this week, uh, I'm going to have somebody come up here in about 15 seconds. She's one of our Dream Team members. And, uh, and, and I think probably in this room, there's a great percentage of you that are here because you probably received at some point in time an invitation from her. And uh, her name is Randy. And Randy is one of our most amazing Dream Team members. And uh, actually, let's go ahead. Randy, come on up. And Courtney, let's bring those over here. And we're going to do, do a little interview with Randy this morning. And, um, and as she's coming up, I'm going to brag on her just a little bit. And um, we're doing stools because Randy didn't want to stand beside me. And I don't know why. I don't, really don't know why. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're on it, Cody. It's a bright light. Hi, Randy. Hi. So I'm gonna just, you know, cause I know she would greatly appreciate being bragged on. So um, again, I think there's probably quite a few people that are in this room that have heard about Convo, that have come to this church because you got an invitation from Randy. And uh, in those, I'm telling you, those type of people are invaluable when it comes to oh, anything really, because when you do something, you want people to be a part of it. Um, I would also go as far as to say, and you probably don't, maybe realize this as much, but there are, we've seen in the first 10 weeks of our church, we've seen, to our knowledge, 70 people give their life to Jesus in those first 10 weeks, and that's a big deal. And so for me, I didn't go into in-depth research, but just looking at the names, seeing the hands, talking to the people, it's safe to say that probably 30 to 40% of those people are because you invited them. And so... So we're talking about the power of the invitation because uh, I don't know if everyone is here because in some way, shape, or form you were invited. And my wife and I moved here because we were invited. We felt like it was something that God put on our hearts. And so the first invitation is the one that starts when it comes from the Lord and, uh, and it's something that we wanna see expand in the culture of our church, constantly being people that are inviting other people to experience what God has for them. So um, I, I put together some questions for Randy. <laughs> And, uh, and so, and she was super excited about this opportunity. So excited. <laughs> but it's really like bright up here, by the way. Is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's awesome. It's Thank so you, that Cody, for you can see everyone's faces. All right, so, all right, so Randy, here's the first one. What, what makes inviting people to Convo seem so easy for you? Uh, for me, I think it's that I just like to come from a place of value add. And I can't really think of a more valuable thing to offer than the ch community of church. I love it. Thanks, Lord. Y'all are taking notes, right? <laughs> Y'all are taking notes. Because if you can't tell from a, from a strategic standpoint, I want all of you to do what Randy does. Okay? Um, I think for me, like observing, I think it's obvious that it's important for you personally to be an inviter. Um, if not, then I don't know why you do it so, so well. <laughs> Clearly do it important. So why, for you personally, like why is it so important? Um, I would say that 
I've always had a relationship with, with Jesus, right? So God's always been in my core. I've been in churches for, you know, 25 plus years, but there was some, some times that I went through dark things. I went through rough times and thankfully my faith did get me through those, but there were a good handful of times that I didn't have a church community and I definitely could have made better decisions. Um, when I was broken, I did things that I'm not proud of. And so for me, just, I didn't have people rallying around me that were encouraging me to go the biblical way, the way that God, you know, make a God choice. I had um, society saying like, oh, it's your self-indulgence. You do this, you do that. And in the end, it was the worst decision ever. And I wish I would have had people that were just speaking life and the word into me. And so for me, I just want to be somebody that no matter what you're going through, at least offer the opportunity to have those people that would help you to, to navigate those dark waters for That's you. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> and I would like you exemplify like we have three primary core values that we talk about at Convo and that, like I feel like you exemplify those very well and uh, they're uh, inspiring purpose encouraging life and building faith in people and I think what you just said echoes that and, uh, and you'll hear more about that and engage right after the service <laughs> <laughs> oh seamless seamless <laughs> Um, Randy, would you say that there was, was there any moment in your life where you personally were impacted by an invitation or, or maybe even the flip of that, like you were impacted because there wasn't an invitation to, to something? You can answer that either way. Um, so I, I think that the invitation to become part of the dream team, when I first thought about that, I thought like what it's done for me personally, but then what I realized is actually what it's done for my family. So um, I won't put him on the spot because he'd get really mad, but today <laughs> even there's somebody here that it's so important to me that they have church. And it was the invitation of me getting to go to the next level that brought them here and wow. that has moved them. And so getting to do Convo has grown some of the people that mean so much to me closer to God, and that is just priceless, absolutely. Wow, that's so good. Thanks, <laughs> I love it. Don't you get me, Randy. Don't you get me. I'm good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, so let's talk about like the practicality of the invitation. So does everybody that you invite, do they always come? Uh, no. <laughs> No, no, no. There's it that good like handful it. that's like, uh, I told you I'm not coming. <laughs> now, <laughs> but from, I'm working on them. From your experience, like what, so what do you do with those situations? Do you, do you keep going? I do. But for me, I've never wanted to, um, to push anything or force anybody, anything on anyone. And so I just try to be very genuine. I try to share my wins. Um, I try to share what the church community and what Convo is doing for me. And whether that's on social media, just sharing it, or in real life engagement, you know, when somebody says, how's your day, you know, how's your week going? I'm honest, like, it's awesome. Like, I'm being fed and fueled here at this place. And so as I share that, um, and just over time, I think people just are like, well, let me check it out, you know? So I'm that's just awesome. very, very genuine and very honest. I don't push. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope y'all, this is good stuff. Like, this is, this is 101, how to become an inviter. Like, this is solid gold. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's the last one. Now, what would you say, I'm gonna impose a question on the people that are here today. Like, what would you say if somebody's like, yeah, but you know what, you probably have a personality for that. It probably comes easy to you. And, and I, don't, I don't know as many people as you know, so I'm probably not really supposed to be much of an inviter. Like, how would you encourage them? 
I would say you don't know what you don't know. Um, for me, the people that have walked in the door haven't necessarily, when I've seen them, they haven't necessarily been the people that I thought would be here. In fact, I have been so blessed to get to be an instrument to people that I didn't even know were watching me or hearing me. Um, I've heard testimony of, you know, a single father who was going through really hard times and brought his girls in and the church just welcomed him and it was like transforming for him. And if I'm 100% honest, and I think you guys kind of know this, sometimes I'm bad with names, like he probably walked past me and I didn't recognize him, but he saw a post, he saw an invitation and he came. Um, so just know that it's not about, I don't think it's about necessarily us, but the fact that we're used as instruments and there's always somebody somewhere that you don't know that is hearing you. And so uh, just know that you don't know what you don't know. And you may never know that you impact. I mean, I didn't know, honestly, when he gave me those numbers, I, di I didn't know that uh, that many people had been touched through me getting to be an instrument. So just know you might never know the numbers, but there's always somebody, That's always. So That's so good. That's so good. Wow. Um, Randy, just, and I don't have any more questions, but just to conclude <laughs> well, I just got warmed up. I'm ready. She's ready to go. I told you. I told you you were born for this. <laughs> he tells me that, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I talked to all of you one-on-one. -on -one, great. This big group setting, a little intimidating. <laughs> well, you killed it. And, uh, Thank you. And I know from, from Kara and myself, from our dream team, and for those that have been impacted that are here, um, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for exemplifying what's our heart. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody, be like Randy, okay? Just be like, <laughs> the end, goodbye. No, Thank that's you it. guys so much. But, uh, give, give Randy a hand one more time. Love you, girl. Thank you. Um, it, you know, maybe some of you are like, you know, what's, you know, I came to church for something spiritual. What's so spiritual about what we just talked about? And, and I would say it may be one of the most spiritual things that you could ever possibly embrace in your life is realizing that, um, that you have something to offer. And uh, it doesn't mean that you have everything figured out. It, it doesn't even mean that, that you have this Jesus thing figured out. Um, man, we're, we're always very outspoken about being a church that um, you don't have to be a churchy person to come to. As a matter of fact, the more, and I'll be careful how I say this, but the more churchy you may feel or act, you may even feel more uncomfortable here. Um, and we don't want it to be that way, but our desire is to create an environment where people that, are, that feel far from God or people that feel like uh, they messed up their opportunity to have a relationship with God where they can be welcome here. And, uh, and, and I tell people in our, in our engaged stuff all the time, I say, listen, unless somebody has a desire to hurt somebody, everybody is welcome in this church. And because our job isn't to change people, our job isn't to tell people what they're doing wrong. I don't know about you, but when I do something wrong, I'm well aware of it. <laughs> no one has to tell me, I already know. And uh, our job is to love people. Our job is to show people the love of God. And there's this beautiful part of who God is. It's part of the Trinity of God, it's called the Holy Spirit. And the more that we love on people, the more it opens up the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to begin to transform people's lives. And so we, it's, not, it's not that we don't think that people should change and God just accepts people where they are and you're good to go. No, we are jacked up, messed up people. And we need God to do something serious in our lives because he has a plan for us that is so much better than where we are right now. 
and he has better relationships, you know, better anything that you want to categorize. God wants to take it to another level, and it will mean transformation taking place in your life. But we firmly believe that it's not the job of us at Convo Church to change you. It's our job to love you. And the more that we love you, the more the Holy Spirit will have the opportunity to transform you from the inside out. And that's so important. And it starts with an invitation. Nobody is here today without an invitation. And I was talking to a couple of guests earlier that are here. I was like, hey, how'd you hear about us? And they said, Facebook. And I'm like, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, I know you're going through a mess right now, but thank you for everything that you've done. You know, he may be, he doesn't, I don't, you know, one day I want to meet him just to shake his hand and let him know that he's maybe unaware that he is one of the biggest church inviters on the history, the history of the world. And, uh, and he doesn't even know it. Maybe he does. I don't know. But, uh, but we, we're, that's our environment and that's our desire. And, and I know that um, Jesus invited us into a relationship with him and it started with God doing something out of the ordinary, which is where we're starting this whole season of beginning to celebrate the birth of Christ and, uh, and everything that comes along with it. But when I look at how Jesus came into the world, he didn't have to do it that way. You know, God didn't have to do it the way that he did. It was very, he was God. He was He's the king of kings, he's the lord of lords. Like he's uh, you know, the greatest name that has ever existed and, and it would have been very easy for the skies to part and here comes instead of you know, eight pounds, six pounds, little baby Jesus, here comes you know, fully beard, full grown Jesus you know, on a big, you know, you know, riding down on horses or something, you know, something epic. Like that would have been a great way, right? Be like, all right, Jesus is here and now it's time to do things my way, but he, but he didn't. He came in incognito, he came in under the radar and, uh, and as we go through the month of December, we're gonna, we're gonna dive more into that Christmas story uh, in, in, in a lot of, in Luke chapter two as well, even if you wanna kind of read ahead. That's all right, you can read ahead. Um, but today, we just wanted to really focus on the fact that there is something so powerful about being the type of person that invites people into your world. And, uh, and I know, like, I don't know if I wanna do that. My world's a little scary, that's okay. But if you are positioning yourself in a community and in an environment where your world is gonna be built up, where your world is gonna be encouraged, where prayerfully and hopefully your world is going to be inspired uh, to, to know more of who God is and to build a relationship with who he is, then we have an opportunity, I believe, to do something very special in our city that over the time and over years will have an impact far greater than our city. And, uh, and, and, and if I've noticed anything from my wife and I pastoring, you know, uh, actively for probably the last 16, 17 years, you know, we've, we've seen the good, the great, we've seen the bad, and maybe sometimes even the ugly in the church world. And that doesn't mean that we should just X out the church and move on and do our own thing. Um, the church isn't the problem, it's usually just the people. And uh, usually the church doesn't exist without the people. And, and uh, I remember our very first week, 11 weeks ago, it's a little early for reminiscing, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So I remember like the first thing I said, whether it was right or smart or I don't know, was I said, welcome, you've come to an imperfect church. <laughs> and just to kind of, let's just rip the Band-Aid clean off and just, just get it out there. This is not gonna be a place of perfection, but it's gonna be a place where people sincerely pursue God. And, and we believe that every single person deserves to know just how much God loves them. And, uh, and that's why uh, there's this um, one scripture I wanna read that it's in, if I have it, maybe that was for next week. That's okay. But I'm so, I'm gonna paraphrase it if you guys can work with me. It's a scripture and I love it because it's, it's very symbolic but it's also at the same time very pure and powerful. And it has to do with this, this declaration of how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 
And it goes on to say, but if, um, you know, there's, no one's ever gonna hear about this good news if somebody doesn't, somebody doesn't uh, hear it. So Jesus brought the good news, he shared the good news, and from that came something called the church. And the church becomes an instrument of embracing this good news and not just so that we can live an enclosed life where we're encouraged about our life and our purpose, but we begin to embrace the heart behind the message, which is that all the world should know. And so you may not be somebody who's gonna be like an international missionary and, and maybe you will or maybe you won't be the person who's gonna have a microphone and a platform and all this whatever uh, because that, that part really isn't important. What's important is you being the person that God created you to be in your sphere of influence, in your family, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your community, wherever it is that you have a voice, however small or however great you think your voice is, somebody needs an invitation. Somebody needs an invitation. There are people every single week at home, whether it's a Sunday evening or waking up on Sunday morning, believe it or not, with a thought that says, man, I should probably, I should probably go to church or something. I don't even know. Like, there's something missing. And, uh, and I feel like if we can be the type of people that become passionate about inviting people, um, I think that we can see something special happen. As a matter of fact, there's a study done about inviting because I, I, we can be honest, it's not necessarily everybody's human nature to be outgoing and invite people to stuff. I realize that. It's not, it's, it actually doesn't come natural to me either. I have to, it's something I have to be intentional about and work on and sometimes, actually a lot of times, push myself past my own comfort zone. And uh, even there's, I've got a couple of friends that, that we've met through some different things locally and I've been inviting them, inviting them, and, and, uh, and they haven't come in, that's, and that's okay. And even last night, um, you know, my youngest son was like, hey, have, did you invite them again? <laughs> Why you check? Know your place. I'm your father. I know. But I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, you need to. I'm like, you know, it's your right. And, and I did. So I did invite him again, and, and I'm going to keep doing it. And I love Randy's, what Randy was saying. It's not always like pestering and pestering and pestering. There's different ways to do it. But, but don't quit. And don't give up because you never know on the flip side of who you're speaking to what God's doing. And you never know, like, what they're feeling all the way. You never know what they're struggling with. You never know how they're thinking. And you never know if the next time that you invite them will be the time that they say yes. Or maybe they even blow you away and they said no, no, no. And then you show up on Sunday morning and all of a sudden they walk through the door. And, um, and so let's, let's, let's be a church that, begets, that becomes more and more passionate about including people in what we're doing. We are an including church we're not an exclusive church. We're not creating some club of elites where people can get together in a religious atmosphere and just be better than the world around us. That's not what we're doing. What I hope happens here on Sunday morning is that you begin to make Sunday morning a weekly tradition, not just for Christmas, but for your, but for your life, for your priorities. Because what happens on Sunday morning shouldn't, this isn't like you know Las Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens here on Sunday morning should impact and change everything in us Monday through Saturday. And so that's why we're always gonna, we're, it's always gonna be gracious, but we're always gonna push towards, man, we wanna see you here every week. We wanna see you here every week. And, and that's not, and I'll be the first one to say, even being in church forever, that's not normal for our culture. It's like, well, I'll come when I can and busy things and work. That's fine. There's never gonna be any condemnation or judgment, but we're always going to encourage that because the more you're here, the more there's the opportunity for people to come with you. Or, or if the person shows up and, and you weren't here and they're like, oh, I, I, came, I came to that place that you were telling me about and I didn't see you. Oh, dang it, okay, uh, you know, it's, let's avoid that, let's avoid that. No, uh, it's all gonna be okay. But listen, here's, here's one last thought. They did a study on this, and they said that of, 
they, they uh, interviewed over 1,000 people on this particular topic of inviting people specifically to church. There are other things we can invite people to. And uh, they said that 82% of people who were invited responded to that invitation. So that, that's a pretty high number. I mean, if you're, if you're playing baseball and you're batting that type of percentage, you just got into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's like overnight, like I batted 820%. Okay, and that's not too bad. All right, come on. Um, but can you imagine if you invited 10 people and eight of them came? Or if, you know, just do the math yourself. There are, even if you invited one person, there's a great chance that that person's gonna come. If you invited two people, there's even a better chance of one person coming. Now, here's the thing. 100% of the people that you never invite will never come. Thank you. Michael Scott. Anybody? No. Office fans. Anyway, moving along. Don't distract my brain. Um, so we don't want to be the people that assume that, well, if God wants them here, God's going to get them here. And God's saying, yes, I want them here, and I'm going to use you to get them there. Because you never know the message that's going to connect with them. Uh, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll preach, and people will be like, yeah, you know, you said this thing, and it really changed my life. And I think to myself, I don't remember saying that. It definitely wasn't in my message. Okay, great. So glad you got something out of it today. And uh, because God is more concerned about trying to impact people than any of us ever could be. And, uh, and this environment is, is, is created so that people can get closer to God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you this morning. And, and I hope that as we, as we continue in, this, in this, uh, this new series, the new tradition, uh, yes, we want you to make Christmas at Convo the new tradition, uh, but we also want to make sure that Jesus, who, who at one point was the new tradition, can become something that we are able to take to our entire city. And that God willing, by his grace, will be able to take it beyond our city, whether it's into other states, other cities, and even into other nations. We are believing that what God is trying to do, not just with Convo Church, but in your life, is something that is special, something that is supernatural for this city. We can't do it on our own. We need Jesus. You can't do your life on your own. You need Jesus. And somebody got you here today. And, may, and you know, you all had a choice, and you all at some point chose, you know what, okay, well, I'm going to go. And I would even venture to say that if, if you're here, even you, you heard about it, but it wasn't even a special invite, even on top of that, the Holy Spirit is still out there. He's still inviting. He's still working on the hearts of men and women. He's still working on the hearts of young and old because he desires that all should come. And there's this one scripture that I love so much because it so clearly answers the heart of who God is. And it says that his desire is that none should perish. And I, I don't even have to like go down into breaking down what this word none means because to me, none means none. Just like all means all. It doesn't take rocket science. God's desire is that none should live a life apart from having a relationship with him. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes and share our podcast with your family, friends and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.